Two podcasts. It's Jake Morocco, as usual, along with Steve Scott. Jake, what is going on? It's been an eventful week, and uh, I'm just ready to talk some Pokemon with my bro. So, how you doing? Absolutely. Hey, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. It's been uh, it's been interesting. I've been playing. Uh, I finished actually. I finished uh, Alpha Sapphire about a week ago, but we delayed our recording. Uh, but it it was a, it was a fun replay because there's a lot of nostalgic value in it, and uh, and that's really what I what. I'll be focusing on a lot in this episode is that it was one of the, the first time where they released a revamped version of a game that I played in real time. So yeah. I was able to experience it all over again and I absolutely loved it and it's one of my favorite games in the entire Pokey Pantheon or whatever you want to call it. But um but yeah, so I guess I'll I'll start with I'll always start and that is some memories that you have of playing this game and I believe were you an Omega Ruby guy? I was. I was uh, originally a Ruby guy, and I when I heard that this was a remake, I had to go with what I started with. I, I was so excited when this came out, and I uh, love this game. I, I think I played it like almost – I tried to play this game like the same way I played the first time, like the mm-hmm. first Ruby game. Like got the got the Torchic, went through the the, uh, the Blaziken, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Love this game. No, it's great, and I think I was in the same vein as you as we talked about in Gen 3. Uh, I was a Sapphire guy when it first started out, so I got Alpha Sapphire. I don't think I got it when it came out, Steve. I think I got it maybe like a few months after or like a year later or something, and then uh, I played right through it, and it's it's just such a phenomenal game. I mean, the, the first ones, as we discussed, are some of the best games they've ever made, and it's tough when you're remaking them. I mean, also, think about the expectations where oh, yeah. they, they remade Gold and Silver, and that was such such praise was heaped on those games, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And with Hensley Carrasco, we talked about those, and we loved those games. So a lot of pressure was on them. Fire Red and Leaf Green are very good, but they're not Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And <clears throat> to me, I don't know if they necessarily outdid themselves with this game, but it's definitely on par with a Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I think. Fully agree. I think. It, I think it is. I think it's. In my opinion. Oh, I think this is that's probably my favorite out of the remakes. Yeah, I, I I really do. I I love it. Um, I think it has the best replayability just because of the graphics out of the remakes. Although I do like playing Heart Gold and Soul Silver a lot. They're very fun. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that <clears throat> uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire have the more. I mean, I hate to say it's because of the better graphics, the faster gameplay, the faster saving, the larger Pokedex. I mean, I could go on forever. But <clears throat> ultimately, it's. I think the better the better reboot. So I know we might be in the minority there, but I love these games, and it was a pleasure to replay them. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so you kind of touched on it a little bit. Then we go into starters. The starters are obviously all the same because it's just a remake of Gen 3. So you have uh, Trico, Torchic, and Mudkip. When I replayed it, I actually started with Torchic. I usually either start with uh, Trico or Mudkip, but I wanted to go with Blaziken because I like the speed. I like the the look of Blaziken. I, I think it's just a, a very overall well put together Pokemon. Uh, I will say it was a bit more cumbersome than I remember playing with Torchic, but 
overall, it was fine. I OP'd the hell out of it, as I do with all my starters, but it was it was fine. I mean, it was a, it was a fine replay. I mean, my favorite one to play with is, is Skeptile, as I went over in Gen 3. I love Skeptile so much. I think it's such a cool-looking Pokemon, and we'll get into it once we dive into the expanded Mega Evolutions for this game. But Skeptile's just... One of the best, and you know how much we don't like grass starter Pokemon on this podcast. We're this really, is true. We really don't, but Skeptile and a teaser to Gen 7, Decidueye, are really the only exceptions for me in, in the grass category in terms of real badass, effective, efficient Pokemon. So I like Skeptile. I played with Swampert the first time I ever played Sapphire, and that was because I was just so used to water with Blastoise and Feraligator in Gen 1, Gen 2, respectively. But... I, I loved I love playing through with Blaze again. Like we went over in Generation Three, there'll be a lot of you know going back and forth between those two. But like I said in Gen Three, there really isn't a tough starter to play with in this game. They're all a lot of fun to play with. Yep, I agree. And you know, I I should have switched it up. You know, looking back, but I didn't. I couldn't help myself. Tor- Torchic, Tor- Torchic to again. My favorite pipeline. Uh, I did. I remember one time I did start a new game though. And the original Ruby, just for fun, like you know, for like a afternoon car ride. Uh, I'm a weirdo, and I did that kind of thing where I'd play it for like, like I'd have a regular game that I continued and saved all the time, but a new game, uh, like for like a day, and then I'll like, you know, turn my, my Game Boy off and not save it. And I had that with a Mudkip. That's the only time I ever did that. Otherwise, I've always been a Torchic, you know, loyalist. Interesting. I mean, Mudkip is a fun one to play with. Excuse the person revving their engine outside the window if you can hear that. Um, <laughs> uh, I do like playing with Mudkip. The only issue with Swampert, and I feel like I've touched on this before, is that it is extremely weak to grass moves because it's a ground and water type. And obviously Skeptile is a grass type, so it's very difficult trying to beat May all those times with Swampert until you can learn, like, Aerial Ace. I can't remember if you can learn Aerial Ace, but until you can learn, like, Ice Beam or Blizzard or something, it it's a bit of a tough go. And that's why I like playing with Blaziken, where there's, I mean, ground and water are both super effective against fire. But it can learn enough moves, and it's way faster than Swampert, unless you're talking about the Mega Form. It's way faster than Swampert, so it's it's usually, it's fine. I mean, I like it. it. It's usually never that bad, and especially once, you know, you have the Gen 6 experience share building up all your Pokemon at once rather than just one. It's a lot easier. Game changer. The experience share for, for the whole party, that is like, imagine if we had that as kids. Oh, my God. It'd be so much more enjoyable. And I mean, I mean, not to jump ahead too much, but in Generation 8 with Sword and Shield, I don't even think there is an experience share. I think it just gives all the Pokemon points anyway, which is how it should have been all along, to be honest. Even when you catch Pokemon too, it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's how it should have been the whole time. Like, why don't you get experience for catching Pokemon? Why not? Right. Like, everybody. It's, it's clear, like, you're putting in so much work to catch that Articuno. Like, why don't you get points for it? Spread the wealth, man. Help, help my help my young guys out, you know? That's right. It's it's very hard out there for a trainer, i got to tell you. It is. Uh, all right, so gym leaders. Again, these really did not change very much because, you know, it's the same game, essentially. But you have Roxanne. She's rock type. Uh, in Rustboro, Brawly is the fighting type. In Duford, Watson's electric. In Mauville, just touching on Mauville real quick, the big difference in this game is that Mauville City is like an indoor shopping mall now, which is weird. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. It's, like, very confusing, and I don't know. I really, I don't even think... I've played the game a lot of times, at least probably two or three times. I guess not a lot. But I've never really explored every store in that place, but, I mean, it's a little confusing. I'm not sure if it was entirely necessary. 
you know, I funny thing about me is I I like to go to like every little piece of like that like the things like that like mm-hmm. in a new town, and uh, yeah, it, it, things there it's it is kind of weird. Like it's kind of it's it's very cool. It's like little weird shops in there and yeah. people like just to talk to you like with one word of dialogue to you or one sentence. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, it's, it's a fun place to go around when you're done and you've done everything and you can talk to every player and see if they have like a technical machine for you or something like that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's fun to do if you have some time, but you know, it's, it's, it's different. Probably the most, you know, the most different any of these cities look really the only one that looks any different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Flannery. She's the fire type in Lava Ridge town. Uh, Norman, that's your dad. He's the normal type gym leader in Petalburg city. We're known as the flying type gym leader in Fortree, Liza and Tate, again, reprising their uh, twin roles here, the first twin gym leaders in the game in Gen 3. They're a psychic type in Moss Deep City. And then you have Wallace, who is the water type leader in Cetopolis, which is the underwater but not underwater city uh, in the game. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 so we talk about who's, you know, who gives you fits, who was a cakewalk, who was just the worst of them all. I mean, we discussed it a little bit in Gen 3, uh, but on my particular playthrough... Um, I I do recall, uh, the flying type gym was tough because Blaziken's obviously a fighting type, so that was that was tough to get through. And then Wallace is a water. T- I mean, the last three for Blaziken are very tough. Flying, psychic, and water are all super effective against you, so it's right. very difficult. If you have Skeptile, it's good against water, but again, flying is difficult with it. Um, fire type is tough. Really, I mean, the easiest one to go through the game with is probably Swampert, because there really isn't any of these gym leaders that are super effective against him. They may have moves that work against him, or her, or whatever, but uh, overall, it's it's probably Swampert's your best bet to run through the game with talking about just the gym leaders, but if you want to challenge yourself, the one I took, Torchic, is probably the one you'd actually go with. Really? He's, you think he's the most uh, challenged oriented kind of guy I in this think, game i think only because steve the last three gym leaders and then the elite four which we'll get to in a second are all very difficult to beat with uh with blaziken mm. even though okay, i mean so i guess we can move there now even though the typesets line up pretty well with Blaziken's strengths playing through i found it a little more difficult than i expected it to be so the elite four you had uh oh i'm sorry i forgot to touch on who is just simply the worst of the gym leaders in terms of like who you just don't care about, I gotta say it's it's probably Dad. It's probably Norman. Yeah, you don't you don't really care for Dad anymore. Well, I mean, as we've talked about, I hate slacking. I think slacking is one of the worst Pokemon they've ever created. Yeah, you uh, don't like it at all. It's essentially like a knockoff uh, slacking. Uh, slacking a knockoff Snorlax. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Snorlax is a legend, and slacking is not. And again, it's a little tough to be great when your middle evolution is probably the best one in the line with Vigoroth. I love Vigoroth. I think Vigoroth is awesome. But yes. slacking is just like useless to me. Um, yeah. So I probably go with dad. And he also comes with two slackings. Yeah. You? So double the fun. As long as you have a uh, as long as you have a fighting type move, I think you'll be all set because they're just normal types. All you have to do is punch them. So if you're Blaziken, which by this point you should be, uh, yeah, you'll be all right. Hey, side note: Have hmm. you ever carried two Pokemon that are the same two Pokemon in your party at once before? So you're talking about like if I have a Pelipper and a Pelipper? Yeah. I've never done that, no. Neither have I. I just it's just so bizarre that so many gym leaders do. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Now that you bring it up, like it doesn't really make a lot of sense that they would do that. Like why doesn't he have like a uh, Zangoose? Like that's a normal type. Yeah, throw a Zangoose in there. Throw, throw Zangoose a... in there. Throw um uh what's another one? Delcaddy. That's a normal type. Delcaddy, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. So like throw one of those in there. You gotta have two slackings. Like uh, why don't you just give me the badge? 
Just, um, yeah, come on. What do you want from me? Maybe that's a conspiracy theory. Maybe Dad threw the fight. I think he did, dude. Whoa. That's a, that's a big one. All the people Breaking out there. New ground. Not, all the people out there, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> um, wow. So the Elite Four. It looks incredible because they added these, like, these bridges in between where they're located and they're like the elements are corresponding to like what you're about to face. Like there's a hail when you're walking to the ice one and there's ghosts mm-hmm. swarming around when you're going to Phoebe and there's like dragons and stuff when you're going to Drake. So it's very cool. I like it. Um, so Sydney is the first one. He's a dark type trainer. He has a mighty Ana, a shift tree, a cacturn, and a Sharpedo and an Absol. That's all level 50 except for Absol, which is a 52. Um, again, didn't struggle very much here just because Blaziken's a fighting type. So it's a, a fighting against dark type is super effective. So it really wasn't that much of a struggle. Um, Phoebe was the ghost type trainer. Obviously, fighting moves are not usable against ghost type. She had a Dusclops, two Bayonets, a, Sa- a Sableye, which are all level 51, and a Dusk Noir which is a level 53. I do love Dust Noir. It's a pretty cool-looking Pokemon. Awesome uh, name, too. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah, it's sinister. And it's not too hard, though. All you gotta do is hit it with a few Blaze Kicks, and you'll be okay. It's not really that difficult. True. Um, Glacia, the Ice-type trainer, was a little bit more difficult than I thought because I thought Fire Ice, Fighting Ice, like, that should be really easy. Right. Uh, but you have Glalie, two Glalies, two Frostlass. Actually, I might have written that wrong. There's a Celio in there somewhere, actually. And then there's a wall rain. So all are level 52 except for wall rain, which is 54. Um, this actually proved a little bit tougher than I expected because they know water moves, most of them. Uh, so that's tough. And the, some of them know psychic moves, which is also difficult for a, uh, a Blaziken. But it's deceiving because also Frostlass can't be hit by any fighting moves, so that's also pretty difficult. Why is that? It's a ghost type. Oh, mm-hmm. that's ghost, freaky. Ghost ice combo. I'm looking at a picture of a frost last right now, and what a weirdo! It's creepy, creepy looking. Only hey. female snow runs can evolve into them. Ah, that's the deal. Okay. What do, what do the males go uh, evolve into? Good and change it. Oh, I was talking to Emily. She changed the TV. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? What What do a um, What do a male frost? I mean, a snow run evolve oh, into? I think male and female can evolve into Glalie, uh, but you oh, have okay. to. It's like female snow runs have to, you have to use a Dawnstone on them, I think. Oh. I think maybe they might have changed it to all of them can do it, but originally it was only female snow runs. Gotcha. Well, Big t- big Take, Glalie's kind of a freak. I don't like Glalie, like, at all. It's freaky looking. Freaky looking, but they're strong. They're surprisingly like a... They are. I, I mean, usually ice types have pretty good defense stats, so like that's the useful part for them, but... Ultimately, like just hit him with a fighting move a couple times, and you'll probably be all right. Or a rock move, really anything. They'll be they'll be thrown out. Abstract. Yeah. Uh, then you have Drake, the dragon type leader. He has an Altaria, two Flygons, a Kingdra, all level fifty three, and then Salamence, which is level fifty five. Uh, I've I've had my feelings on Salamence. I think it's very overrated. Just hit it with a nice move, you'll be fine. Um, I can't remember what move I used to take down the dragon types, but. Maybe I hit some of them with like a sky uppercut, something like that, get a single type attack bonus on them, but it was difficult, but again, I had Kyogre to come in and hit him with some some nice moves, so uh, it was alright. It, it was it was tough, but I got through. I got through. Yo, Altaria is strangely a strong Pokemon as well. Yeah, I like Altaria. I really like Altaria. I remember in Fortree City, it's like a really hard Pokemon to beat, because you don't know when you're the first time playing this as a kid, you don't know that Altaria is a dragon type. It just looks like a bird. Right, 
That's what you, I assumed. And you hit it with like hydro, uh, like a surf or something. And it's like, oh, it's not very effective. What the fuck right. is this thing? And exactly. all of a sudden, it just shreks you. Completely shrekage, dude. To, Donkey to, style. To steal a phrase from you. Yeah, just shrek um, So then you get to Steven Stone. He's the champion. He, appropriately, is a steel and rock type trainer. Uh, so he has a Skarmory. I wrote Skarmony. That's not a Pokemon. Uh, Claydol. Agron, Cradley, Armaldo, all level 57, and a Metagross, which is a level 59, and Mega Evolves. So, all right. I will say, I almost lost to Steven Stone. I was down to my last Pokemon. I was down to Blaziken. I like, I do, I did the thing where it got, it fainted, and then I brought another Pokemon in, revived yep. Blaziken, and then brought it back to life, and like, got it full strength. Because... That first Pokemon died. The first Pokemon had it took... <laughs> That meta, it. that meta, 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 mega Metagross is a tough bastard, man. That thing is tough to beat. It almost, oh yeah, it took me down several times. It it was I hit it on the last move possible. Like I was praying, and I hit it and beat it, and I just barely won. It was way tougher than I remembered or ever thought. And I went Mega Blaziken too, and it took me out in like one move. It was unbelievable how strong that thing is. That thing's insane. Crazy. Insane. Steven Stone might be the best champion in the game. I agree. I, I like Steven Stone. He's, he's slick, that bastard, I tell you. This is the same guy that um, is like the in, in charge of the computers too, right? Uh, like, like, Steve, like, oh, Steven's computer. Oh, no, it's, uh, in this game, it's, it's, a, it's a female character. I can't remember her name. Damn it. What else does Steven Stone? Uh, Steven, like, Steven is the, the Devon Corp guy. Right! Yeah. Right. His dad is like the president of the company, and you meet him in Doofer Town. You give him the the Devon parts, or no, the Devon parts go to the this uh, Slateport. But anyway, you go meet him in the cave, and you end up, you know, it's it's that whole That's right. relationship in the game that you don't expect to turn out that you'll be fighting them. But when you beat him, he's a gracious loser, and you become friends, and he takes you in the back, and you load your Pokemon up. It's just such a heartfelt, sweet storyline. As always. Uh, so yep. Yeah, so that's that's the Elite Four, the champion. Uh, I would probably say that Drake is the toughest one, unless you have nice move. It's, the dragon types are always difficult, and Steven, as we just said, probably the hardest champion in the in the history of the game, if not one of the hardest. It's a big take right there, and I have to agree. I think I think Steven Stone is the hardest. That yeah, I you saying that story about Metagross that reminds me of how I remember. I remember those days. I remember pl- playing against your boy mm. Metag- Metagross. Well, Mega Metagross. Whew. Steve, let me tell you, speaking of Mega Evolutions, we got about 20 new ones in this generation. Let's go. All right, let's run them down. You got you got a list up in front of you? Uh, No, hold on. If you don't have the link, hold I can send it to you. Yeah, do it. All right, cool. Copying. Sending. You should have it, and then hit the, uh, hit the little index that says uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, Intr- introduced in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Got it. So, once you get down to there, you should see our good friend Beedrill. Yes, sir. All right, so let's start there. So, Mega Beedrill, um, its hind legs become stingers. That's pretty badass. And it gets, like, a streamlined look. Its eyes are different, little, like, they're kind of like, uh, like little, like, blades, not, like, just regular eyes. His, uh, I guess you would call them, in, yeah, his antenna, and that's eyebrows, what the hell am I talking about? His antenna are, like, slicked back, and his wings are, are clipped to make him, I'm assuming, faster is the idea. But right. that stinger looks pretty incredible. Not gonna lie. Yeah, he looks absolutely ferocious. Uh, oh, yo! Imagine see that in the wild. I would be freaked. I mean, I would be freaked out seeing a regular 
Beedrill. And then seeing a sure. metal one, get the hell out of here. And I, I wouldn't like it. He gains an entire foot in height, too. No thanks. He's, right. it, now he's a 90-pound B? That's tough. That's Are tough you right serious? He, get, he gets some strength right there. Uh, wow. It looks like he's, you know, also looks like he's holding on to, like, uh, like he's jousting. It looks like he's holding on to, like, a lance, too. Right. He's yeah. ready to, like, fence you. Uh, Steve, it. here's here's one for you, buddy. Mega oh. Pidgeot. Let me see this picture. Oh, man. That's a good-looking bird right there. It, yeah. He, he's, like, crossing into, like, Ho-Oh territory. He did, that's a good point. He's, I mean, he's got a lot of splashes of color. There's really not much of a difference other than the color change. And, it, I mean, it looks great. The plume is a bit longer, bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the the plumes, other than the big long pink one that looks like a hand, it looks like a Pidgeotto. But this mm. is, but it gains almost three, like two and a half feet, seven foot three. That's a, it's a huge bird. That's a monster right there. It's a glorious bird. I love Pidgeot. My God, how can you not love Pidgeot? I would not like to meet someone that doesn't. Me either. Uh, Mega Slowbro. Not gonna lie, not a huge fan because there's not much of a difference. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture here, and I'm kind of shocked. This is like a this is like a step backwards, in my opinion. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's the the Pokedex description says something along the lines of like it was it got like consumed by its own shell, or the shell like took over, and I I forget the actual description, but essentially it's just it's consumed by the shelter on its tail. That's about it. How is that helpful? Like wh- wh- he's like he's got holes for his arms. He's like coming out. He's like sc- he looks like he's scared. I know before def- he's all happy. I'll tell you what, his defense stat's pretty high, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're, hey, you're just a whole shell. What is there to get at? Right. He's probably, he probably, like, knows withdraw now. That's a good point. He did, probably does. Um, honestly, Steve, I forgot that Mega Steelix ever existed. I, this is, like, a first for me. Uh, it does look cool that it has, like, its own gravitational pull. And it has, like... What's going on there? It uh... looks like there's crystals jutting out of it, too, which I like. Yeah, um, I, I, I yeah. don't think this is this is like necessary at all. But like, kind of cool. I'm, I'm into it. He's four feet taller. Yeah, I mean that's that Steelix is is looking looking pretty. So Mega Steelix, uh, it's good looking. And now we're into our so Steve coming into this generation, Blaziken or not this generation, this set of games. Blaziken was the only starter that already had a Mega Evolution. So they had to give one, obviously, to Skeptile and to Swampert. So uh-huh. Skeptile, uh, A, looks incredible. I wrote down that, like, there's some disrespect here because Skeptile's got its back turned to you now. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's almost like I don't even, even want to deal with you. Like, I'll just let my giant pine tree tail take care of you, which I love. It looks incredible. Uh, Yo, he's, he's, I'm, yeah. I'm getting some some steve Irwin vibes from this from this mega evolution you know what i'm saying i i could see that he has more seeds on his back too and i feel like i think they're i can't remember if there's a move that it uses or it can learn where it like shoots the tail as a projectile i can't remember but that tree that tail looks like a whole ass tree it looks like it's about to stab you which is funny because like, it only gains it gains less than a foot in height and only six pounds so it really doesn't get that much bigger he just like is an attitude change. Like before, he's like, "Oh, I, like he's like telling you a joke. Like he's like, oh, I'm waiting for you to like laugh at your joke." Yeah, I do love, I do love how the original Skeptile is like a smartass. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this one's you, like a serious ass. But did you notice, Steve, that Skeptile gains Dragon type when Omega evolves? Aha. Uh-huh. Which is very cool. 
Um, I love it. Uh, they didn't introduce a true grass dragon combo until Generation 8, and we'll get to that at that point, but this is the first real grass dragon introduction in the entire series, even though it's just a mega evolution. But <clears throat> Skeptile, Mega Skeptile, both look great. Then you got Swampert. If you're talking about what the original Swampert looks like, it looks like he's ready to laugh at the joke Skeptile's telling. I Yeah, he looks like a, like a turtle like that's been t- taking steroids. Gotta love him. And, oh, my God. This one, though? Oh, it's Mega Evolution. I actually wrote down the same thing, Steve. It looks like he injected all the steroids. Yeah, he looks like he's like been like... like He got bit by like a radioactive freaking thing like he, he looks like a like he before he was all innocent then he got bit by something he's doing steroids doing drugs mm. been in jail for a while I, i'm I, I don't know i kind of prefer the the normal swamper me too time. i've i've always i i think i didn't look up who the mega evolutions were when i pr- first played the game so i was surprised when i first saw it and i was underwhelmed because i love the original swamper i thought it would look cooler and it looks fine but it's definitely the worst of the original of the the starters yeah oh for sure which is ironic because I love Swampert, but you know that's how mm-hmm. it goes. It's true. So then we got Mega Sableye, uh, or as I would call it, they're running out of ideas. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty much just Sableye hiding behind a giant gem. I hate this. <clears throat> yeah, there really isn't much to say about it. His eyes are different. I do notice that they're red as opposed to the. the I'm assuming he took the gem out of his chest and, and put it in his or eye. Its chest and like I don't really understand what they did with this one. Um, I'm not sure why they had to do it. He does, I'm assuming it's the gem, but he gains 330 pounds. So, I'm going uh, to assume that's the gem. I I, I hope so. I don't... Maybe it's his eyes. He doesn't look... I guess it could be his eyes. I didn't think of that, Steve, but I I would... I mean, that gem looks pretty hefty. It does, yeah. For a 24-pound ghost to be holding on to. How are you going to... Yeah, ghost. How are you gonna be walking around with a with a big gem and perform moves of any type? Uh, it's very counterintuitive. I'll tell you what, Steve it doesn't make any sense to me. Wow, this is one of the worst mega evolutions I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, well, don't worry. There's a couple other bad ones here. Okay. So uh, we got Mega Sharpedo, who looks badass. I mean, Sharpedo looks badass to be in with. Yeah. But adding the extra teeth along the snout and the yellow markings. It, I mean, even though not much changes, it still looks boss. Yeah, I like him. He looks like he's like a little bit more prehistoric now with the things coming out of his nose. Yeah. It looks like he's been hit by a, by a boat and he's coming back for vengeance. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I've always liked Sharpedo. Um, Mega Camerupt. I forgot this one existed a little bit. Uh, it looks well, cool. Earth. It looks cool. It looks like he's got an actual volcano on his back now. Yeah, as opposed to like two little like geysers. He has like an actual whole ass volcano. And I like the orange fringe that go around his legs. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. Not my favorite, it's not the worst. It's all right. Indeed. Uh, Mega Altaria. This actually swaps out flying for fairy type. Uh, so now it's a dragon fairy dual type. I mean, I like it. I think it looks pretty cool. I like that long plume tail it's got, and it kind of looks like a pe- uh, like a, what? No, nothing? I know if Emily was an Altaria fan, she didn't know what Altaria is. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, um, so Altaria, it's not a nice, like, ice blue plume as a tail. It kind of looks like a peacock if the tail didn't expand and it just, like, hung off its backside. I love all the extra, uh, as somebody whose hair has grown grown very long during this uh, pandemic, I appreciate the long cloud lettuce that it has. Yeah, do you, so I have a question for you. Mm. Do, you th- do you think that cloud is part of its body, or is it, like, around it? 
I think, I think it's part of its body. Yeah, like if, if you wouldn't to touch it, it would be a, like you'd be touching its body. Because I, I think so. Because the at first I didn't know because the sprite that you look at for Altaria originally doesn't have the wings spread. It just has that cloud around it, so you might think that it's like that. But then you see the one it's it's Mega Evolution, and when it we see it in future generations, like it actually has cloud wings. So then I assume that it's just uh you know yeah I assume it's part so. of its body. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get to this creepy bastard, Glalie, yeah. Mega Glalie. Um, really don't know what to say. It looks like the most horrifying marionette you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, this is absolutely frightening. He's got like a very serious underbite now. Uh, and I have a question for you. Have you ever seen the movie The Langoliers pre- presented by Stephen King? Oh my King? god, I I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. That's what he looks like to me. That's what he, he does looks look like, like a Langolier. That is a, so frightening. Top. That movie scared the hell out of me. By the way, side note. Yeah, the Langoliers. I never saw it, but I heard it was uh, not not the greatest movie. But I could see why it would scare you. Well, the movie I saw it when I was probably like ten, and it was on like TV. Well, like, there you it go. Was, and yeah, and it just it was like the weird. Well, actually, you know, it didn't scare me. It was just really, I it, it stuck with me. It, like I'm 26 now, and I'm still thinking about the Langoliers. How about that? Mm. Well, there you go. That's 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 a movie making a mark right there. Uh, so Mega Salamence. I mean, I'm not a big Salamence fan anyway. I mean, it looks kind of cool. It's a half moon shape with its wings. So, uh, yeah. okay, it's his wings. Okay, well, dude, he's all wings now, though. Yeah, pretty much. What's the point of this? I don't know. Uh, they could have done a cool. They could have done a lot much, like a lot cooler with a Mega Salamence instead of what we got. The the original Salamence look. He looks like a, like a pretty cool dragon, I guess. I mean, not. I mean, I know you hate him, but then like I this one, he's like gotten smaller. Like, like, like he's like, all right, he gained. All right, all right. He's a foot taller, supposedly, mm-hmm. and he's twenty pounds uh, heavier. So, but look how big he looks in the fr- in the first picture. Like, he, I think he got smaller. I think he did too. I don't believe that he gained a foot, unless it's all wings. Maybe. Um, you have Mega Metagross, which I believe we touched on before, is one of the heaviest Pokemon in the game. It's over a ton. Weighs two thousand seventy eight. And a like, little bit of change, pounds. Eight foot two. It's a beast. Uh, it's pretty much just Metagross with a different colored X across its face, a spike coming out of its chin, and just its arms are now aimed at you like they're rockets. Mm-hmm. But even though it's a slight change, I think it looks badass. Yeah, I like it. Big fan. Huge fan. How, but is he levitating? How's he, how's he standing there? Um... I don't think he's levitating, no, because I think I used Earthquake against it to beat it. So I think it's just kind of like positioned arms on the down. bottom arms, maybe. Yep. But, uh, okay. yeah. So Mega, we'll hit these two at the same time because they really don't look that much different. You have Mega Latios and Mega Latios. Uh, they look almost identical. And yeah. I'm not entirely sure if there's any big difference between them at all. Well, I'm looking at Latios here. Mega Latios is almost two feet taller. I think that comes from the fact that it's almost two feet taller than Latias in real, in like the regular form. Uh huh. So, I mean, maybe it's a little bit bigger, but at the same time, they don't look. I think what would have been cooler is if they did a color reversal for Latios and made it red. That would have been cool. Right. So, like, do something different, but I don't know. They look all right. I like the I like the original forms better. Same here. Yeah, I prefer the original forms. They look all right. Whatever. I'll tell you what though, Mega Rayquaza. Whoa. What a beast. Whoa. What a beast. I love, I think my favorite part of this this Pokemon is the mandibles below its chin that look like they're about to like, like, like chop somebody's head off. 
Yeah, like pre-chop and then eat. Yes, and I like the little like fiery strands coming off its body. I think this is one of the best Mega Evolutions, honestly. Yeah, I'm really into it. Really good looking. Tell you what, 35 feet, 5 inches, only 862. That's that's not bad. That's lean. Yeah, another lean Pokemon. Him that's and uh, Gyarados. That's right, him and Gyarados. And also for Alligator. It's like 7 foot right. 7, like 190 pounds. That's one lean. of the weirdest things ever. Really strange. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to be f- full disclosure. I've played this game my whole life. I don't remember Mega Low Punny at all. Never. I have never laid eyes on this this before. So it really isn't that much different. The ears are now like pigtails, and it adds fighting type. So The original looks it. like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, it does. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really gains about a, like four inches in height, and it's not really that much different. I mean, there's a reason why this one didn't really stick around. Um, I'll tell you what though, Mega Gallade. I like me some Mega Gallade. Yeah, I do. I do like Mega Gallade. I like I how it's, his, his stance there. I like that it pretty much has a cape. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but capes just look badass. I'm into it. He looks cool. I like it. I like it. Uh, we have two more. I completely forgot that Mega Audino ever existed. Um, it's not even Mega. It's like it's like. Just another evolution. Yeah, no. pretty much. It doesn't really change all that much. It adds fairy type, and it it's instead of pink, it's pretty much white now. But its ears are upturned. Other than that, there really isn't that much of a difference. It doesn't even change its main ability. It's not really that that great. I'm not into it. Nah, me neither. Uh, and then the last one, which I didn't know existed because I really didn't have this Pokemon when I played the game, is Mega Deancey. Which uh, is a rock fairy type, and it it looks pretty cool. I gotta say, I like the Mega Evolution. I, yeah, yeah, looks like it's like it's kind of scary. It does. It, it looks Mega like Evolution. it's it's almost like a godlike form. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. So that's the Mega Evolutions. Um, I think Mega Rayquaza is probably my favorite one. But I mean, yes, uh, out of all these, Mega Rayquaza number one. Number two, uh, I'll say Mega Skeptile. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mega Beedrill. Holy shit! You gotta be kidding me. That's my same top three. No shit. No doubt. My same top Let's three. Go. Rayqua- Mega Rayquaza, Mega Skeptile, Mega Beedrill. Incredible. Wow. Uh, so the- also in this game, Steve, we have something called Primal Reversion, which is mm-hmm. only something that Kyogre and Groudon can do, and it really doesn't change them all that much. They just have like it looks like electricity flowing through them, or like in Groudon's case, it looks almost like lava, which is pretty cool. Although, you know what? It's like, you know that Berenstein Bears thing where, like, people think it was spelled a different way? Yeah. That's how I am with Groudon. I always thought Groudon was a fire ground type. It's just a ground type. What? It's not a fire type. What are you talking about? Really? It's not. I swear this to God. This they is the Mandela th- effect right now. Honestly. Yeah, the Mandela effect. Thank you. That is, Whoa. when I saw it was ground type, I was like, what? Only. Only ground type. It's it's primal reversions also fire, but its regular form is also is only ground. Is a ground type legendary Pokemon what? Yeah, crazy, right? Dude, he spits fire. He does spit fire. He spits bars too. I've heard great rapper. Uh, yes, hell yeah, shoddy. I can't believe it. I know. I was shocked when I saw that. I really was. Dude, the whole thing with him is like lava's coming out and everything, and he's yeah. Yeah, you think the whole fire water, you know, uh, battle Wait. back and forth between them, but it's really—I mean, I guess it makes sense because the whole thing with him is like there's a drought, and a drought would be in the ground, like you know, like the ground cracking and all that shit. 
Yeah. But, and it's like an earth and water thing. But I thought he was fire. I really did. Wow. I really did. But we're, you know, we're busting minds here on, on the mm-hmm. Elite 2. People didn't know that. Now they do. Wow. Uh, I don't have many notes for gameplay, Steve, because it's pretty much the same with updated graphics. I do have a few things. Uh, at the beginning, the moving truck that comes to your house is absolutely whipping through the neighborhood. Like, yeah. dangerous speeds, how fast it's going. It's like they're on the clock, and they need to get you out of the house now. Or in and the, the crazy part is there's not many uh, like of these games with cars in them, really. So like the roads are kind of like barren. Yeah. To have one car just blazing through the street like that on a one lane, mm-hmm. not right. Just think about how many Pokemon trainers there are out there. Could have ran over our arch enemy. Could have ran over Professor Oak. That's right. Professor Oak. <laughs> Professor, oh my God. Bert, no, Who is not it? Birch. El- Birch, right? I think it's Birch this time, Birch, yeah. yeah. It's Elm in the second one. Now it's Birch in the third one, right? Um, Yeah, but uh, you can run from the start. You don't have to worry about getting any goddamn running shoes. You just run Love from that. the beginning. Game changer. Fantastic. Uh, In terms of catching Pokemon, the big difference in this game, and I'm glad that they got rid of it after this game, was uh, sneaking where you see, like, an exclamation point in the grass, and you have to, like, sneak up to it. Bless you. And you have to, like, sneak up to it in order to catch it. And yep. I hate that because I run a lot through the grass, so, like, before I can even stop myself, the exclamation point goes away. And yep. I'm like, well, great. Now I can't even catch it because now i got to wait around for two, 30 seconds, wait for another one to come up. I and know. Then, I hate it. And then by the time I creep my way over there, it's fucking gone. Like, yep. I can't stand it, dude. It's I hated sneaking. Let him know. Let him know. I hated it. Thank God they got rid of it. Um, the Pokenav, which is the thing you use to like, you can see the map as you're traveling, which I like because every now and then I go back to the map and I like it's like I'll forget where I'm going or I'll forget where I have to fly to and I have to go back to the map, open the bag. But just seeing it as you're traveling is is nice. Yes. Um, there's a Kalos reference at the shipyard, so they are aware of these other regions, and they're, like, bringing shit in and bringing shit out, which makes sense, because in, once you get to Victory Road, I put in here, once you get to Victory Road, you see a lot of post-Gen 3 Pokemon in the, in the cave, so it makes sense that there's these connections between, uh, regions. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I can't remember if it was the case in Generation 3, Steve, but in this game... You can catch a Kecleon before you get the Devon Scope, which to me kind of kills the suspense a little bit because that's like the Devon Scope like reveals the Kecleon and that's like invisible and shit and it's supposed to be cool. But like I caught one before I even got to Fortree City and I'm like, all right, so now I just like, ooh, it's a Kecleon. Like that's not really Right, they're everywhere. Yeah, like who gives a shit then? Right. Like you know what it is. There's an element of surprise when you don't know what's blocking your way. You've never seen that in the game before. True. I mean, the first been, time seeing Kickleon was, like, I mean, whoa, he was invisible a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, there's been Pokemon blocking your way, like Snorlax and Pseudo-Widow. Like, it's not a unique concept, but not seeing it, that's different. Yeah. Um, but catching one before that, a little bit senseless. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, big innovation. Safari Zone is free now. Big time. Big, Let's you just, go. You just walk right in. Which makes you wonder, like, do you even need the Safari Zone at that point? True. Yeah, I know. It, it wasn't designated as a Safari Zone, really. Which, well, let's just walk through. Which I'll say, they, I guess they did kind of learn from that concept, because then we got to Generation 8, and they just gave us the wild area, and then we don't need yeah. more. It's pretty much just the Safari Zone, but free. So, like, yep. why, why even call it that at that point? Um, here's a gripe I got for you. It takes way too long to hatch the Why Not egg that you get. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what, Steve. I got that egg 
before I battled the fourth gym leader in Lava Ridge City. Mm. I played the game through. I beat the Elite Four. I did the post-game storyline. That egg is still in my fucking party. Whoa. It has not... Even when I click on it, I don't even have the it's getting close to hatching. It's still no wiggle. just the egg. And I'm like... What's going on? I, I looked it up, and there were, like, no answers I could find as to, like... It's like... It takes a certain amount of steps, and I'm like, what? Like, a billion? They give you a, a dud. I think, honestly, I got a dud egg. I think I got, a, I think I got had. You got, like, the, an Easter egg that's, like, got, like... It's like a Cadbury egg, dude. By the, old people, open and- by the old people in Lava Ridge City, I got had. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, I like that you can battle five Team Aqua grunts at once when you're at the Lily Cove hideout. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that kind of brings the whole, like, you know, multi-battle stuff into play. And, like, the it's not really a horde, but it's the same idea. Um, another cool innovation is that there are divers down below when you dive that you can battle against. Yeah. They're, like, they're, like hanging upside down and shit. It looks pretty cool. So, credit where it's due. Um, and then just a couple other small things that the meteoroid post game storyline is fine. It's, it's fine. I mean, you get to meet Rayquaza and do some more battling and it's, it's whatever. It's not like the best thing in the world, but it's a fine, it's a fine little addendum that, you know, they weren't going to release a mega alpha, alpha sapphire. They weren't going to do that. So it's a good little, you know, post game add on. It gives you a little bit more to do. It's a little bit, you know, they showcase more of the graphics, but, um, from what I remember, this is the first game with a post credit scene where you battle against May, and all right. I forgot about it because I put the game down. As I do when I when I beat the game, I don't shut it off. I let the credits run. Oh, totally. So I let the credits run, and I was like, all right. So like whatever, I let it run. I was like, I think it was folding laundry or something. And I turned, I looked back at the game, and I'm in a battle with May, and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that. She's waiting for your move. Uh, I barely beat her too. She was very tough. <clears throat> She's very hard. Wow, I forgot about that myself. Yeah, because she mega evolves her Swamper, and that thing is an absolute monster. So, um, we pretty much have talked about most of the the legends already. Um, uh, Groudon and Kyogre. I think I really I love like the blood feud they have. Like, I feel like that's not really present in a lot of other games. That yeah. like these two Pokemon, I feel like just straight up hate each other. Right. Like they're such polar opposites. They just can't. They can't be with like near each other. I'm trying to think of another time where that's been a thing, where the the two legendaries absolutely cannot stand each other. Um, not really in Gen One, not really in Gen Two. This is Gen Three and Gen Six. Uh, I don't think Dialga and Palkia were that way. Um, Reshiram and Zekrom. I don't think they were. They might have been the closest thing to it because they were like dark and light and shit. But right. Other than that, um, I'll tell you what though, the Deoxys reveal is pretty badass. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember it. I, when I, well, I remembered it, but when I played the game the first time, I had no idea what I was going into. And when I was like, what Pokemon is this? And I was like, holy shit, you get to catch Deoxys in this game? And I, I caught his ass, or its ass, and I was like, damn straight, I'm going to catch one of these things. I never got a chance to when I was a kid. Deoxys is crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. I love Deoxys. Um, it's just one of the better legendary Pokemon, or mythical, I guess, in this case, but... Um, I'll tell you what, uh, you, you just get handed a Latias or a Latios in this game. Right. You don't even do anything for it. Steven just takes you to the Southern Island. It pretty much has like a bond with you and then you take it. I think you have to, you have to go catch the other one at some point, but it's a hell of a lot easier than chasing it around Hoenn while it's roaming. 
I, I remember thinking, uh, why is it so easy to have a Latios? And that's that's where it came from. It's I'll tell you what, it's great. It's very intuitive. All you have to do is pretty much beat a couple of grunts and you're all set. <laughs> you got them. Uh, I love it. I love it because I think they're they're pretty cool legendary Pokemon. I, I I'll, I'll get to it in a in a couple minutes, but uh, they were uh, my HM Yule. That's for sure. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, so Steve, we've gotten to the point in the pro. Oh, I'm sorry. We also have Regice, Regirock, Registeel, obviously, and then Jirachi. But we've touched on them before in Gen three. We're not big fans of the Reggie trilogy or Reggie Triumvirate, and nope. Jirachi. We really never had a chance to get anyway. <coughs> so Steve. As we do on every episode, we have to build our ideal six Pokemon lineup from solely Pokemon of this generation. So, what we will do then is I will start. I will uh, I'll, I'll dive into it as we usually have a starter and then five other Pokemon to fill out the lineup. I'm gonna choose Skeptile, even though I went with Blaziken in my replay uh, because I love its Mega Evolution. I love its Dragon type getting added. It's very quick. It has a very diverse move set slash learn set. So I'm gonna start with that. I love Gallade too. The Psychic Fighting Dual type, it's also very fast. It's a very efficient, effective Pokemon. Walrein, got to get my Water type in there. Uh, I think Walrein is a very tough Pokemon to take down. It's very strong. I think it has a pretty good defense stats. Uh, overall, it's pretty balanced, too. Uh, Altaria, I'm, I'm a big Altaria guy. We touched on that a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, very strong Pokemon. Dragon type is always good to have in your lineup, one of those. And it can learn a pretty good amount of moves from what I remember as well. This might be a surprise, but I'm going to go Cacturn. Uh, I like Cacturn. It's a good grass-dark-type combo. And I'm also going to throw in there uh, Camerupt. I like... I mean, I know that the coincidence that a lot of four of these Pokemon can Mega Evolve. You can only do one in your actual battle. I would probably go with Skeptile. But I like Camerupt a lot. I think it brings a lot to the table. It's a fire-slash-ground type. It can learn Eruption, which is a very powerful move, even if it's just like a last-resort-type deal. It's Earthquake. is very powerful with a single-type attack bonus. And I just I also like the look. I'm a sucker for a Pokemon that looks really cool, and I think that Camerupt looks really badass. So I'm going to go Camerupt, Cacturn, Altaria, Walring, Gallade, and my starter Pokemon would be Skeptile. So uh, that's my lineup. Steve, what do you got? Love it. Uh, I am going to start off, as I always do, with Blaziken, my all-time... Actually, eh, is he my all-time? Nah. Well, for this... Gen 3 for sure. He's my all-time favorite Pokemon. Well, you got me on the ropes to start. Oh, I scared you. Whoo! So, Blaziken, of course. You got to go with Blaziken for me. Uh, number two, my classic uh, first bird Pokemon I'll catch. I'll go the whole way with him. And this time it's Swellow, of course. Swellow's my boy. Um, mm, I know you're a big just, Swellow guy. Big, big flying-type Pokemon guy. I guess I am. I, I never realized it, but I really am. I love, I love my boy Swellow. Um... Then I'm gonna um, along the way, you, I, you always are gonna catch a Makahita, which is gonna turn into a, a Hariyama. Mm. So you know what? I'm gonna rock with my boy Hariyama to the end. Got that fighting. Got that. That's what he is. Just fighting only, I think. But uh, yeah, he's he's badass. I love him. Uh, then I'm gonna go with an Altaria. He's got that dragon flying. So I want him. It's a good move. You know it. And then I want a Wailord. Because mm-hmm. to you know get that water, get that get that surf going, and then uh, to round it out, I'm gonna go with a Flygon, uh, just cause got that ground, the dragon. He's he's the man. He's I, I like Flygon in this game for that. I like Flygon only. too. Flygon was one of my last cuts. I'm not gonna lie. 
Flygon, he, he can survive a sandstorm, which I appreciate. Mm. You know, because sandstorms are so frustrating. And uh, to have w- at least one guy not get buffeted, I appreciate that. I gotta say, or as I would say when I was a kid, buffeted. Buffeted, uh, yeah. I, I forget what the actual ability is, but it has that ability where it, like its accuracy is upped in a sandstorm. Right. I can't remember what that's called. I'll probably remember it the second we stop recording. But uh, uh, I think we actually flipped the order of this, but most overrated Pokemon, I have a few. They're mostly uh, uh, reiterated from Gen 3. Still slacking, still can't stand it. Uh, Azumarill, still not a fan. Still think it sucks, even though it added Fairy type. It does a little bit more now. It still sucks. Uh, Sableye, not a fan. I think it's, even though it doesn't have a lot of weaknesses, I think it's still overall a pretty weak Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Manectric, eh, whatever. Looks cool. The bark is not as big as it's is is not its bite isn't as big as its bark. That's just me. Yep. And then we touched upon this a little bit in X and Y, but Metacham, nah, not a fan. Just doesn't do it for me. I just think it's it's a it's a Pokemon that it gives a little bit too much hype from the game itself. The fact it got a Mega Evolution is fucking ridiculous. I, yep, I agree. Yeah. So uh, you got any, Steve? Uh, I have one overrated. I actually have two overrated ones. I love it. Uh, I got Zangoose. Oh, that's a big take right there. Yeah, what, so, what's the deal with Zangoose? He's just a normal Pokemon that's just like walking around all pissed off. Like, what's his so, deal? So, I think from what I remember is that the Zangoose Viper rivalry is kind of like the snake, the cobra, and the mongoose thing, where like they oh, hate okay. each other. So, like, like Zangoose is the mongoose, even though it doesn't really look like a mongoose at all. And then Seviper is doesn't look like a cobra at all. But that's, I guess, the idea they had there. They have, like, uh-huh. a blood rivalry. They hate each other, and they have, like, their entire existence. So, like, they're... I know they're, they're game exclusives, too. Like, I think Zangoose is in Ruby. I think Seviper is in Sapphire. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yes, I only ever had a Zangoose. Well, that, so makes, that sense. makes sense. I only ever had a Seviper. How about that? Right. Um, how about your boys Plusle and... Manoon. Ooh, I, I like it. I like that. I hate Plusalum. You know, while we're at it, I'm going to throw Volby, Volby and Illumise in there, too. Oh, I, dude, I hate Volby. Oh, my God. They're not even overrated. They're just, like, pieces of shit. Like, what the hell? What's the point of them? Uh, they're ugly. Yeah, Sorry. they don't do much. They're not really effective. It's just, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. They're also version exclusive. I think Volby is in Ruby, and I think Illumise is in Sapphire. I could be wrong, but... Okay. Anyway, Vol- Volby, they they look they look like they're like British Pokemon to me. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like they're just like a British Pokemon. I kind of get Vol- that. I kind of get that. Volby, Illumise. Oh, Illumise. Terrible, oh, terrible yeah. accent on my part, but you know, you get the idea. Like I feel like Hermione would have a Illumise. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know what? That that's not a bad that's not a bad take right there. That might be accurate. Uh, oh, yo, hold on, and I forgot to to mention your boy Spoink. You know what? Every time Spoink comes around, I gotta say something. What the hell is up with Spoink, dude? Ugh. Spoink. Don't get me fucking started about Spoink, dude. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I don't like... <laughs> I don't like Spoink, but you know my feelings on Grumpig. I think Grumpig is pretty underrated, but I, I think Spoink is just like... Just like, you know, use your experience share while you're at it. Like, Dude, just, Spoink. Know. Think about what Spoink is. A little pig-like spring... A little yeah. pogo stick? little pig pogo stick? What the hell? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like Think it. Think about it. Think about it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> just, uh, just not not for me. Not for Spunk. me. But Grumpig, no. I'll tell you. Grumpig is worth the wait. Yeah, you're uh, a Grumpig guy. Big Grumpig guy. Big, big Grumpig guy. Like um, 
But uh, then we, we finish out every episode usually, Steve, and this is the last time we'll ever have to do it because Gen 7, they get rid of HMs, although I think they might be reintroducing Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, maybe. But I can't remember because I've only played that game once through. But HM Mules, they get rid of HMs in Generation 7. So uh, maybe when we go back and you know do another draft or something like that, we'd go into Season 2 or Season 3, maybe we'll have a chance to talk about HM Mules again. But uh, for this case, I think Makuhita and Latias are in a dead heat because mm-hmm. Makuhita learns Rock Smash, it learns Strength, it can learn Surf, but Latias can learn Fly, Dive, Waterfall. I think you can also learn, um, I think it maybe can learn Cut, I can't remember. It can definitely learn like Strength and all that shit, but those two are very effective. I think I only had, I think I only had to use those two for all of my HMs. Yep, yep, I'm a big, uh, what's his face there? Uh, Hariyama Hariyama's my big one mm. Also I use Shiftry For right. some stuff um, right. And of course I think the, I used all my water stuff Was with Waylord Oh yeah Waylord's, Waylord's awesome I think the first time I ever played the game through um, Like the first time I ever played it through I think I had a Waylord in my lineup And Waylord's great Because it has water spout And water spout is uh, most effective When you have a lot of HP And that thing has like 500 hit points So right. it's very effective But uh that uh that that does it for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. The end of Generation Six. We'll beginning we'll be beginning Generation Seven next week. We're gonna be joined by Chris Scheim again. Very excited for that. Oh, let's go. He'll be coming on for Pokemon Sun and Moon. We'll touch on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon too, but they don't really need their own episode. They're pretty much the same game anyway, with a few differences. But uh, we'll be doing Pokemon Sun and Moon week after that. We have Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, and then we'll be closing out really for this season at least with Sword and Shield. The expansion packs come out in June and fall, so maybe we'll do like a like an addendum at that point. But um, but really, that's uh, Sword and Shields the the last current game. But see, we we know what season two is going to be, and I think the people are going to be very excited when we announce that. Oh, wait till they hear it! Oh, the streets I'm are going to be flooded. Very excited for season two, but yeah. we still have to finish out season one. So, uh, Steve, where can we find you on social media? You can follow me, find me at Stephen O. Scott or Small State Takes on Twitter. Perfect. I'm at Jacob underscore Morocco. Uh, my other podcast, Crossing State Lines, is that CSL podcast. This podcast is at The Elite Two Pod on Twitter. Go follow us there. We have a lot of Pokemon content here and there, and we post these episodes there. Uh, we're on pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, uh, really a lot. Pretty much everywhere you can get your podcasts. Anchor, where we're distributed out of, so go find us there if you like. And uh, we will see you next week with Chris Shine for Pokemon Sun and Moon. <laughs>